What's up, Owen? What is up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. It's good to see you guys. Uh, wow, man. Uh, what a day. What a day. I, uh, <laughs> I'm so happy to be back doing a show because this is sometimes the best therapy for me. Um, man, this never-ending quest to, to just become the man that I feel like I'm supposed to be and then realizing the obstacles that come into play. And sometimes they're just the self-mastery, uh, the obstacles that come in the way of self-mastery. And I've been single now for two months, the longest I've ever been single in my entire life. And, but even with that said, like there's friendships that, you know, sometimes it's just like going, God, that person's so cool. And my addicted relationship codependent brain as I'm working through this stuff is like I really like a lot of people and I have this now that I have this re, this realizing and under like receiving love from my and having intimate friendships and all that stuff it's so amazing yet at the same time it screws with my head like it's screwing with my head and it's triggering me in ways that are not something that like I didn't expect to be dealing with and it's interesting. And so today, I realized something that I really feel like, just like these other times in my life that I felt like, okay, I need to remove alcohol from my life. Okay, I need to remove sex from my life. Okay, so I get to push some, not push, but gently set aside some friendships in order for me to grow. Because I'm gonna heal this side of myself. And it matters to me because I can already feel even in like intimate friendships, I can feel unhealthy relationship patterns starting to work up and I get to work on this. So I, right before the show, I came to this realization that this is what I get to do next because dadgummit, I just want to be the best me that I can be and I wanna know when I walk into a relationship again, not only am I in a place of financial security, but I am in a place mentally that I can handle a mature relationship because I wanna be a freaking grown up and I'm realizing that I'm not all the way there yet. And it's become very, very apparent and in it's in showing up in friendships. <sighs> to work on that. So it's fitting that we have somebody who's basically a superhero to me. Um, I'm so excited about our guest that's coming on the show. This guy's a freaking rock star. Um, I mean, not literally, but yeah, kind of. Like, he's just doing it. He's serving all over the world and just making a huge change. I'm going to actually read for the radio audience and podcast audience. Thank you so much for listening. PSTV, thank you so much for supporting this show. You can join the show at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered or just go to the joshuatberglin.com and see it there too. I'm so stoked about our guest. Okay, I'm going to read you a little bit about him for the radio audience. Uh, social media, you guys can see who this is. Owen Fitzpatrick is a globe-trotting psychologist, international best-selling author, and one of the most sought-after thought leaders in the area of leadership 
and influence. Owen has shared the stage with speakers Sir Richard Branson, Seth Godin, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Richard Bandler, the co-creator of NLP, and has been hired by billionaires, Olympic athletes, as well as Coca-Cola, Google, Salesforce, Pfizer, Abbott, Roche, Oriflame, Irish Life, Olgabivy, Debridge, and Barclays Bank, and CBI, to name a few. Holy jeez, I couldn't even pronounce half of those. Founder and CEO of Owen Fitzpatrick International and Owen Fitzpatrick LLC, Owen has traveled to more than 100 countries and spoken to audiences in more than 30 countries. He has authored eight books, which have been translated into more than 15 languages. Oh, my God. Owen's travels have taken him to visiting off-the-beaten-track countries such as Iran, North Korea, and Afghanistan. This is why I'm saying he's a rock star to me, after all of those accomplishments. This is something, oh, wow. In his studies of propaganda and beliefs, he has met Indian gurus, South American shaman, and thought leaders across the world in understanding how we think, make decisions, and motivate ourselves and our others. Owen's TED Talk on inner propaganda has been viewed more than by 900,000 people. Holy crap. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, can we just call him doctor? <laughs> how are you, sir? I'm very good, Joshua. Good to good to be uh, be honest with you. I'm so happy. I I to be honest with you, because I know you're so busy. I was like, I hope this doesn't fall through. Like, <laughs> I really want him to come on today. But so, thank you so much for being here. Um, I am just so grateful for your time. You were you were just overseas, yeah? Yeah. No, I, I I've been traveling a lot. So I moved to I moved to New York at the beginning of the month, and so um, I've just been back from I was in. Last few weeks, I was in uh, Ireland, Europe, Ireland, and Lithuania, and then I went across to Chicago and LA and Texas in between there, and, and I'm back in New York now, just a just a few days. So I'm I'm never I'm never sitting still for too long. So I want to I want to ask you well, first. I want to ask you what you're great like. What give me something that you're just truly grateful for that may surprise us? That's the first question, and then I want to talk to you about traveling. And the biggest thing that you've learned uh, in your travels about just humans in general. But first thing, what, give, give us something you're grateful for. We wouldn't expect. Right. So, so the th those two things are hard to put together. So, what I'm grateful for is probably the same thing that most people are grateful for. Like the the thing that's most important to me more than anything is my family, my my parents, and and uh, uh, you know my closest friends and my sister, you know, like the, the people that are in my life are by far the thing I'm most grateful for. Um, I suppose from the traveling, um, the ability to learn from different people's perspectives, the ability to create, creativity to me is the most precious gift anyone can have. And so the ability or opportunity to be able to create in doing what I do, I feel very grateful for from that, from that side of things. So I suppose I don't know. It's it's not that surprising. Maybe you know it's it's kind of hard to to shock people and surprise people nowadays because everyone's doing something mad. But um, you know, for me, with all the you know, people talk about like, oh, it must have been amazing to travel, and it was. And traveling is the greatest experience for your mind. But at the end of the day, the most important thing by far are the people, the people that you love, the people that you care for, um, and you know the the experience you have with them. Um, that that's what makes it all worthwhile, I think, from that point of view. So, but as far as in, in your travels, you're traveling to the Middle East, you're obviously all over the United States and just in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. What would you say, 
I know the biggest difference is going to be the, the the most impossible answer, but what would you say the most similar quality that we all have as well, a human race around the world? Well, I, I think I think people are actually a lot more similar than we, we give them credit for, and and I I think the reality is is that you know if if you talk to if you talk to atheists and you talk to uh, very religious people, um, in regardless of what religion, and I obviously I've been I spent time in in primarily Muslim countries, uh, Hindu countries, uh, Buddhist countries, uh, Christian countries, and atheists primarily atheist countries. If you talk to a lot of them, the atheists are just as religious, if you want to put it, or convinced of what they believe as the you know, and as are the scientists, as are the religious people. We all have strong beliefs about how things are. Um, in every country, you have the more conservative people and you've got the more sort of liberal people. You know, um, in, in when I was in North Korea, the sense of humor of some of the people there were very similar to the sense of humor that I'm used to, which is more sarcastic and more dry humor. Um, and yet, you know, there's people on my street, uh, well, when I lived in, in, in Ireland, who, who who might be quite different to me. So kind of rather than it being like one specific quality that regardless of where you go, it's the, you know, it's the same. I think in general, we are very similar. We're just, you know, we're, we're also the product of the environment we grow up in. So, sure. you know, it's easy to notice the differences, but I think, you know, when you understand what it means to be human, you see what the similarities are as well. So, you know, to me, humans are humans and our biggest problems, like put it to this way, the majority of problems that I faced or dealt with when I coach people, all across the world um, are pretty similar. You know, it's, it's, I, I remember helping a girl in North Korea, one of my guides in North Korea with some problems she was having. And it was almost the mirror of every girl her age uh, that was struggling with that. So it, in North Korea. Yeah, North Korea. So even though, even though their world is totally different and they're cut off from it and, you know, they don't get access to the media the same way we do and they, they have all these different things. She had the similar kind of things, the same kind of worries or concerns that people across the world with a very different experience have, you know, like at the same, you know, most people are worried about how they're doing in life. Most people are worried about what other people think of them. Most people are worried about whether or not they're good enough. Most people are worried, you know, th th those are the things, how, how people see them. And that's pervasive now through social media. It's becoming more obvious, but these have been problems we've been having, you know, my guess is since the dawn of time because they're they're etched into our evolutionary, you know, development. So for me, I see an awful lot of the same human qualities that we all have, the problems we all have exist regardless of what religion you are, what race you are, what culture you're from or what country you've lived in. So can you tell us about a moment in your life that like a moment of overcoming for you? Cause I would imagine you seem like a pretty ambitious guy, but a moment, like a moment in your life that you overcame something that you can look at now and be, you know, you'd say you're the most proud of. Yeah. Well, I suppose the, the ultimate thing was, is, is, you know, depression. Like when, when I was a teenager, I, I um, went through a very tough time where I was suicidal for a while. And, uh, and that was before I started getting into, you know, learning about NLP or psychology or, you know, handling your mind and stuff. And so it was, you know, it was, it was a rough few years. And um, it, I suppose the way I sort of see it is it's the, the metaphor is it is like 
I think it's very much like a boxing match, you know, like, you you know, you, you're going to get knocked down a number of times. I mean, Rocky said it in, in Rocky six when he talks about, you know, it ain't how hard you hit. It's how hard you can get hit and get back <laughs> up and keep moving forward, you know, and all that. And in many ways, it's such an adequate and perfect metaphor from my perspective, because, you know, even nowadays, you know, shit still happens. Bad things still happen. You know, life still go, you know, throws things at you and, and, you have to be able to overcome it. So for me, the, the the thing I suppose I'm proudest for was the ability to be able to get through the toughest times, to be able to feel inside your mind like everything is, you know, the worst and to be able to still succeed and triumph over that, to still move forward and to accept that despite how bad everything feels or seems at the time, everything's going to be okay, you know? And, and that's kind of, from a professional point of view, I suppose the thing that I'd be proudest of would be the TED talk, the TEDx talk, sorry. Um, um, where I, I rhymed for like the, the, the entire thing for like 10 minutes. And again, it was, it was a real, it was very difficult to do because it had to be timed perfectly. And I had to memorize every single word instead of being able to speak naturally, like I normally do. So, um, but I was really proud of the writing. I was proud of the, you know, uh, the whole thing. And, and it just reached over last week it reached a million views. So um you know now not That's everyone awesome, man what an yeah. honor well here's a million thing. views yeah yeah so not, not everyone i mean you know it's, it's gonna have plenty of haters for that amount of views so um but i'm kind of okay with that because for me again i think as long as you're happy with the shit that you do i think it's okay you know and and i think anytime that i'm i feel bad when someone attacks me it's because deep down i attack me for the same thing um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that, you know? So I think that's a pretty amazing thing to be proud of. So I'm, so you are somebody that truly inspires me, like what you've accomplished and what you're doing around the world, traveling all the time. I'm somebody that's very obsessed with my, my quiet time and my morning routine. It's everything to me. So going into now where I'm going to get to travel the world and I'm going to get to see a lot of fun play, do, kind of do something very similar to what you're doing as far as traveling. How do you manage that changing time zones always on the go? How do you do you, I'm assuming that you have like a morning ritual, right? Um, yes and no. I mean, to be quite honest with you, uh, I think my body just like gave up a couple of years ago going, well, you know, you're traveling so much. I don't know. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what temperature it is. I don't know who you are anymore. So I'm just going to let you do what you do. So, you know, I still get jet lag from time to time. I still deal with that. But for me, there's a few things I do. So so what I found, I was getting even health issues up to last year, actually, um, stomach issues primarily. And I put a lot, a lot of it down to the fact that I'm flying like 90 flights a year. My jet lag, the, you know, I'm continuously changing time zones. It does take a lot out of your body. I've been good at from an exercise point of view, but from a diet point of view, I, I never managed to figure it out. The thing I do now is called intermittent fasting or time restricted eating. That's that's a game changer for me. I do that. That that's that that helps. I do that at least five days a week, sometimes six, sometimes seven, but that makes a big difference to me. Um, and then you know, change my diet around a little bit. For me, as I get older, especially, how I'm looking after myself is critical. Um, that way. Now I don't. You know, I know like Tim Ferriss and an awful lot of people that I respect quite a lot in the industry have like, you know, the cryogenic stuff or the cold showers or the meditation. Um, and I totally respect that. And, and maybe I'll get to do that myself at some point. 
for me though, like, I, I don't know, I, I kind of, the most important thing for me is that I get up in a good frame of mind that I'm clear over exactly what I have to do that day. Um, and that I have factored in time that day that I'm really looking forward to. So I'll never have a day where it's just like, if I'm, if I'm doing a hard slog of work, I'm going to make sure at the end of that day, I'm doing something that I enjoy that I look forward to, whatever that's, you know, messing around, creating music or writing, you know, writing screenplays or whether it's reading something that I really want to read or even watching something that I want to watch. I just make sure that I'm looking after myself from a mental point of view. Uh, physically, I, I, I have to regularly exercise or, you know, it's, it's, it's bad for my head as well as my body. Um, and I have to make sure that I'm looking after my diet. So I am taking more care than I ever have. And I think I'm in better condition now, at least mentally for sure. And energy wise than I was like five years ago, because again, I'm, I think it's about prioritizing the things that really are important. And as you get older, you realize shit, you know, you're, you're, your physicality is so, so vital to everything else. And there's a huge connection between your your gut and your brain. And all this sort of stuff is stuff that I've heard of many times, but it's only when you start getting the the the, the impact of your life's choices that you start to go, okay, I need to uh, you know, I need to chill. But also I think as you get older as well, your tastes change. So nowadays I'm like, you know, I'd, I'd be out with friends, but I'd be secretly can't wait to get home to finish that book I'm reading you know and sure. it's kind of sad but at the same time it's it's just your taste change so and and thank god the stuff that you start to enjoy more is the stuff that's actually you know better for your phys physically so they'd be kind of routines but i wouldn't say i'm religious about a morning routine but i have friends that do that are and it makes a huge difference to them so i i'm a firm believer whatever works for you you go for it because yeah. you know you have to be listening to your own body we're all unique in that way yeah, I'm afraid I would bite someone's face if I didn't do it. I, I, I almost bite people's face in the <laughs> while I'm doing it. Um, why? But why? Are you, you are putting yourself through a lot of stress traveling the world, serving. Why? To to, to me, it began with the desire to, to to the desire of knowing what it's like to feel the the pain that I feel. And wanting to help other people uh, to, to be able to deal with that pain themselves, and and if I if I said I do that all the time for that, absolutely not. You know, like there's other there's other factors in it as well. The opportunity for me, I'm driven by by challenge a lot. So so the opportunity to be challenged, the opportunity to to speak in a in a different, you know, to be translated on stage, and if I can if I can win over an audience that speak Japanese because you know and, and do a simultaneous or you know sequential translation and I'm getting them laughing even through translation and I'm animated in my you know thing and I'm I'm in capturing the story that's a challenge it's hard to do and I I love the fact that I can do it and, and that you know that that and, and it's also meeting people there and and you know hearing the stories and learning about the culture and and that kind of thing because you know at the end of the day that's you know, you're very, I'm very, feel very lucky to be able to do that and get that opportunity. And I get to do it on my own terms as well. I get to teach the subjects that I enjoy at a high level uh, to audiences of a rich diversity of backgrounds. And it's really, it's a pleasure for me. I absolutely love knowing that that, and I know a lot of people just say, I want to make an impact. I was, I was interviewed on a podcast before, right? So you like this. And he goes, uh, he was a sales podcast, and it's a very good one. But he goes at the end, he goes, why do you do what you do? 
And I said, well, a few things. I said, number one, it challenges me. Number two, I get to, to create my own stuff and do it in that way. Number three, it, I, I know I'm learning and developing and growing as a result. And I suppose it also makes a difference. And he said, it's the first time he heard anyone ever say, ever not say that it was just about making a difference, making an impact. And that's everyone's go-to. And I understand that, but I don't believe it's the only go-to for us. And I certainly know it's not the only be all and end all for me. I'm not just doing it for other people. I'm not just serving. I am, and I'm doing it because I want to make a difference, but it's not the only reason. I also do it for a multitude of other things as well. You know, There's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. You absolutely, if you're using your gift, which you clearly are, to be a blessing to other people, you're also taking the things that affected you, you're using that to help other people. I really believe when you're aligned like that, you can dream of anything you want and make it happen. Like you get to have a nice life. You get to live in abundance. If you want to travel the world first class and you earn yourself a private jet, God bless you. Like that's all good. There's nothing wrong with any of that, especially because you live a life of service. I think that's amazing. What would I, you say your biggest challenge? Go ahead. Yeah, I, th I think the other thing to do to, to, to say, and, and one of the things that I, you know, that I can see that you're very similar to me in that is, the authenticity, I mean, people talk about being authentic, but I think it's really important to me that I, I'm able to do things in my own way. So I have to be able to express myself. I remember when I first started out, especially doing the YouTube videos, I'm like doing my YouTube and, and the advice I'm getting for certain people around it is like, well, you need to be professional. You need to look more like Tony Robbins. You need to be doing. So I'm like, you know, I started off and I'm doing these videos and I'm like feeling like fake because I don't have that you know, uh, that, that, um, kind of, you know, over the, not over the top as uh, the wrong word, but like really extreme motivation. You can do it. I believe it, you know, that over the top, I'm much more sort of cynical or much more sarcastic or much more, <laughs> I use humor a lot more than I do this. So when I tried to do that, I'm like, you know, it just felt so wrong. I, I, it was like, I felt dirty afterwards. I felt like I needed a shower because I was like, this isn't me. And so when I got into just going, forget it, I'm just going to be myself. And I just express myself in a real way. It, it, it react, people react better to it as well. They, they, they kind of feel that you're being real with them. And I know that's sort of a cliche. People are talking about being real, but I think nowadays with, with social media and stuff, I think people in in our industry, when you're make when you're going out there and you're teaching people how to change the way in which they think, change the way in which they feel, it's vital to be yourself. And in any of the greatest communicators out there, to me, that's what they do. You know, and, and Tony Robbins is himself. It's just he's not trying to be anyone else, but he is his own self. But if you try to be like him, you're going to look, you know, weird and strange and like a fraud. Whereas he can be himself, I can be myself. You know, it's it's expressing the real you. And to me, it's crucial, not just for other people, but for yourself as well, because it's it's the only way I can do it. I can't I can't do that for very long. I can act for a short time, but I, I'm shattered by the end of it. You know, I I've selfishly like I, I get credit for some of the things that I discuss on the show. But self, there's a selfish element to it. Also, I use this to hold me accountable. I use this to call myself out so I don't hide. <laughs> and, it, and it is the best therapy for me. I, it is what keeps me safe. And, and when I speak it out loud, and especially I'll discuss things on the show, I, I do that because it, it does give me strength. Yes, I do know that people need to hear it. But man, there is an element of it that 
you know, like I, I'm doing this to hold myself accountable mm-hmm. because I'm dangerous with myself. I can slip into stuff. Like I, I literally, in the situation you heard me talk about at the beginning of the show, I, I'll come on here and talk about that for the sole purpose of I'm doing this because I have to hold myself accountable because if I keep that secret too long, yeah, I'm going to be back making the wrong decisions I was making before that almost threw away my life. Sure. But it's amazing I to take advantage of social media this way. Like what I don't understand is, and you know this very well because of the stages that you've spoken on around the world, a lot of these speaker people are frauds. There's a lot of bad, bad stuff that goes on that, mm-hmm. you know, I just hate to even, I would never call anyone out, but it's not as, it's not what everyone thinks. Yeah. And, but at the same time, people that are getting burned and screwed over, they're not using social media to hold people accountable. This is such a great thing, like a tool, I think, for to, to hold yourself accountable or whether it's a diet, whether it's whatever, whether drinking, whatever it may be, I think it's a great tool for that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I went off on a little tangent. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries, man. No worries. I did the same thing. So what would you say your biggest challenge is like with, with, I know you're traveling all over the world, but what you face day in, day out that you have to, that you get to work through each day just to make sure that you're staying on the path that you're supposed to be on? I, I think, I think, I think the real key is, is good self-awareness. So for example, you know, I've learned I spend a lot of time trying to understand myself and my natural tendencies. And instead of going in, you know, a lot of times what happens is we go in and we, we, it's almost like we diagnose what's wrong with the world or we diagnose what's supposed to be wrong with people or whatever. And we, we forget about the individualistic nature of it. So, you know, all the greatest uh, books out there, you know, uh, in self-help, there's some amazing advice in them. But the reality is, is that we have to look at not all of it's going to be relevant to us. So for me, the biggest challenges are the, the personal challenges I have about my own personality, my own flaws, my own failings. So it would be, you know, for me, it might be um, that there's I would there's certain things like you mentioned at the beginning that trigger you. So I'd be triggered by certain things that if if some s- certain things in my life would make me particularly like initially go into um, anxiety or be anxious about the fact that if if someone you know doesn't respond back in a you know uh, to a message or something that I say, sometimes my brain can automatically go off. Mm-hmm. And based upon what I do, I'm able to you know work on that. But it doesn't mean that it shuts off. I'll still have the natural reaction to it. And in terms of sometimes in relationships, the same thing. I've got certain things that I have to watch out for. Um, and and it's not an easy thing that where you just go okay now I'm perfect. It, it's it's something you have to keep working on and you have to keep vigilant about. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's like even the mental state. Once you experience depression and stuff, you know that it's it's you can always pop back there. You you know like like I I like to say you, we we don't think negatively we believe negatively. In other words, you know you become so convinced that everything is screwed up when you're in that state and. I've learned now to acknowledge that whenever I, I start to go into that, not that I have to immediately pull myself out, but I have to be okay. It's almost like you have to be comfortable in the in the adversity. You have to be comfortable in the negativity. You have to be comfortable under pressure. You have to be comfortable when, when all this shit is around you and everything's get. You have to be comfortable and acknowledge what's going on, but know that you'll get out of it. Um, and sometimes it means being physically in the in the in the right mental state to do that. And sometimes it means giving it time. And sometimes it means, you know, 
doing certain techniques. Sometimes it means just escaping and doing what's good for you, whatever. But you need to know what those uh, in those situations. So I think understanding myself more and understanding the things that I don't like about myself that I've kind of, I suppose, Brené Brown would say that you're ashamed about accepting mm. and acknowledging that and being okay with that and then just going, right, what what do I got to do in order for me to be able to work through this so that it doesn't negatively impinge or create more external problems in the real world? That's kind of what I would I would work on on a regular basis. And that could be anything from, you know, being lazy, which, you know, occasionally it'll happen um, to, to, to me or, you know, reacting emotionally to a situation or taking something seriously, you know, um, th then, then all of those would be, would be difficult, you know? How do you, what do you find the easiest way for, to keep yourself inspired is? Um, you know, I suppose I, <sighs> I just, I, to me, it's about keeping on track. So what I will do is I will know exactly where I want to go and I create disciplines for myself that I have to engage in. Like, so for example, I started up a podcast in November and I committed to the podcast that I was going to do two episodes a week, um, every week. And that's like two episodes, half an hour, 40 minutes. But some of them require a good lot of work. Because for example, one of them, one of the types of podcasts I do is called The Work Of. That involves me sitting down, reading all the books again of, you know, some top author and then doing a podcast summarizing that stuff, which means it's a good few hours of work. Yeah. So I'm doing that twice a week, but that's on top of so many other things that I'm trying to do. But because I've already established it as a discipline and because I'm too stubborn not to do it, it's going <laughs> to happen. So it kind of forces me. I kind of create situations which force me into a situation where I'm regularly doing the things that I know are, are good for me and help me and, and help me move forward. So I think there's the strategic you when you're thinking through what you're going to do. And then there's the actionable or disciplined you. And I think it's important with the strategic use, create those disciplines in your life to make things easier. Um, and that means building the habit. So, so even let's take exercise. So when I travel to Italy, a lot of the, 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 the hotels I stay in, um, in the city center don't tend to have gyms. So when I go over there, because I want to stay fit, I'll organize, okay, I'm going to have to do calisthenics. I'll have to do run. Like I, I will schedule in and plan strategically when I'm going to exercise, when I'm going to run, how I'm going to do it when I go abroad so that I set up routines before I go there. Because the easiest thing in the world, if you want to stay fit, is to have a routine. You know, you, you, you wake up at the same time, you go to the gym at the same time, you know, you, you exercise at the same time, you come home at the same time, you eat at the same time. That's what makes things easy. And so from my point of view, because my life is so chaotic, I'm going to Italy one week, Lithuania the next week, Japan the next week, you know, I have to create rituals for Japan, rituals for this, rituals yeah. for this. So that's how I do it. I plan ahead and go, right. Like even my calendar, I know where I am pretty much, you know, the majority of the year. You know, I'm, I'm always, I have a calendar of, you know, January, February, January, February, March, April, May, all the way through to December. So that I'm always thinking, when I'm there, this is how I'm going to do this. When I'm there, this is how I'm going to do this. So I'm continuously doing that work, um, and, and, and it definitely helps. Wow. So what are you working on right now? Uh, okay. So I just my, – my latest book with Richard Bandler, my eight book, which uh, was co-written with Dr. Richard Bandler and Dr. Glenda Bradstock, um, is called Thinking on Purpose, and that will be available 1st of March um, in, on Amazon uh, 2018. Or 2019, sorry, I'm getting the, the years mixed up. Okay. So that's coming out um, 
I, I have a book I released at the end of last year, September, which was written with Brian Colbert, my buddy and, and training partner in, in Ireland, called The Cynical Optimists. And that's still, uh, that's that's out and that's kind of a quirky, quirky look at um, psych, psychology and uh, psychological problems. Think it on purpose is like a 15-day guide to changing your life. And obviously written with the genius Dr. Richard Banner and also Glenda Bradstock, who's a top expert on, on food. Um, and one of the chapters is on that. Um, in terms of working on a few other books, one is on high performance and dealing under pressure situations. One is on entrepreneurial uh, well-being and health. Um, one is on the stories we tell ourselves to ourselves. Um, I also, um, I'm doing the podcast regularly, Changing Minds with Owen Fitzpatrick, my podcast, um, which is, uh, I do different topics and subjects in that twice a week. Um, I'm also obviously running the business. I'm delivering trainings to a number of different companies in Ireland, in the States as well. And then internationally, I have a workshop this year coming up in Colombia in June, uh, Brazil in August, Japan in September, um, and Italy three or four times, and then Scotland once in November. And um, besides that, I'm also doing screenwriting. So I, I'm doing a feature online screenwriting course with UCLA, a professional program there. And uh, I kind of do that sort of weekly at the moment as well. So they're the main things that I'm working on at the moment. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, listen, I'm so grateful for your time, Owen. I, uh, I can't, I'm going to check out your books. And again, I just, I've been watching you on social media, on Instagram. You want to, you want to plug your Instagram real quick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My Instagram, uh, you know what? I don't even remember what my my tag is. If you just hold on, I'll pull, I'll pull it up. Thank you, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, anyone, uh, please follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, got a YouTube channel and Changing Minds podcast. I know I said that already, but it'd be great if you could subscribe. Um, it's Owen F twenty three. Owen F twenty three on Instagram, and I've also yeah. a website ownfitzpatrick.com with a blog there. So loads of ways to contact me, but um, uh, yeah, no, it's a pleasure, man, and, and uh, it's really great to, to, to see the kind of work that you're doing. I love the rawness and the realness you bring to it. It's it's wonderful to to have the chance to to, to chat with you on this forum. So uh, it means a lot, man. I'd love to have you on it again, and anything I can do to support you at all, let me know. Thanks a lot, man. Pleasure, and thanks to everyone for taking the time to watch and listen. I really appreciate it. I hope you found something useful in there. Thanks again, Joshua. Thanks, man. Bye, bye. Man, that guy is awesome. I wanted to be respectful of his time because I have like 8,000 questions to ask him. Uh, hey, really quick, I want to give a shout out to my friend Missy Evans. Thank you so much for contributing on Patreon. Uh, I really appreciate it. You have a show on Live Masters. I think it's tomorrow. You guys should check it out. She's an amazing human being, and she's a great friend of the show. Corey Anderson's going to be on the show. It looks like he's going to be rocking out, so you guys should check that out. It's going to be on Live Masters at 5 p.m. Mountain Time tomorrow. All right, so here's the deal. i got a little thunder in me. I'm going to keep going. So I've been, taking, I've been talking about this for a long time on the show. I say it over and over and over again, but I'm going to say it again because I found this. I thought I lost it, but I found it. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And it's Peter 4.10. I'm not trying to preach at you today, but I wanted to back it up because I have been, I spent a lot of time reading the Bible, trying to understand it, 
and getting clear. And I love to watch it kind of uncode. Like it just starts to open up and starts to make a little bit more sense the more time you spend with it. It's like this magical book. You can't explain it. It's like having a, for those witches that are watching, um, it's like having a book of spells, but instead of hurting people, it's, it sets people free. Big difference. Um, but I am obsessed with it and I'm like this, the gifts and understanding spiritual gifts and understanding like how we get to use them to help other people. And, and I got to tell you something, it, it is, it, life is such a discipline. And I, I've said over and over and over again, like I, I just want to be the best man that I can be. Like, in a, and if you knew that you had a superpower inside you, wouldn't you do anything and everything to get it, to access it, to use it, to, and in and, and knowing that we are to serve others and do for others and knowing that you could take that gift and you could help people. I got to tell you, the more, I want to just, just bear witness, I'm not preaching at anybody. I'm just saying that when I feel that, the spirit inside me say, yeah, we get to look at this and work on it, or we get to remove this, or we get to do this, we get to do that. You know, I think it's called pruning. It hurts, but every time I've listened to that, every time I've listened to it, I paid attention to it, and I said, okay, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, what's another word for obedient? I'm going to obey this. I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to follow this. And when I do that, I don't like it. First of all, removing sex from my life was not something I enjoyed. Removing uh, alcohol from my life was not something I enjoyed. I mean, there was a lot of really removing a relationship from my life wasn't a choice I wanted to make. But I did. And when I did, I got to see why. And it was always good. I don't know what that is. I don't. I'm not a biblical scholar to tell you, but I can tell you that it made my gift, the, the gift that I believe that we all have, and it's different for everybody, but like, when I obeyed that and I listened to that prompting, I was able to tap into my gift in a different way in a more powerful way. And it's awesome. It's awesome. It is not what, um, so I, uh, I uh, what's the word I want to look for here? Like, I didn't stop drinking because I, I, I did it. The, the sole reason why I've been able to, for the most part, stay away from drinking, because I'm not going to say that I've been completely sober, because that wouldn't be true, but I've made the choice not to drink because it affects my ability to connect to God and then being able to connect to this, this gift again, that we all have. And I read that verse, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Peter Fortson and reading that it, 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 it just reminds me of how important now that I am aware of this, that I get to do this and I get to be obedient and I get to remove different things from my life when I'm called to. 
So there's a selfish aspect of it, sure, because now I know there's this gift there, but then there's the other part of it as there's a reason on the other side of it. And it's really funny because making the right decision is not the easiest thing in the world for me to do. <laughs> Just not. I've had to retrain my triggers. I've had to retrain decisions that I make. I just, it's a constant nonstop fight. Three hours ago, I had my head in the covers going, oh my God, I was freaking out because I was kicking people out of my life that I don't want to kick out of my life. Literally going, can't talk to you anymore. I can't. And, and it's because I, I care about you <laughs> and I can't. And I don't, like that is what the extreme sometimes, but there's, I don't want to do that, but I know it's necessary. But it took a long time to get to that point of just making one right decision <laughs> and, and trusting that it was going to make things better. Ugh. Anyway, it's, this is, this is one, one heck of a journey, but I really believe that these, these things that I feel called to do. I, it's so funny. I lose the audience when I start talking about spiritual gifts, just weird people out. But these things that I feel called to do are not going to be easy. And I know that as a man, I am just weak in certain areas and I get to get strong in them. And even if it means I have to push people out of my life and I don't want to do it. Whatever God sets you free from, he automatically gives you an anointing to set other people free from the very thing you were a victim of. This becomes your ministry. This is your revenge on the enemy. There is no favor without vengeance. Make the enemy pay for everything he has done for you. So if you don't know what that means, it means this. You've heard me say over and over again, everything that hurts you, everything that, every trauma, every heartbreak, every sadness, all of that, you get to use to bring you joy. All of it. It's, it's, it's a fact. You get to use all of it. And this is how you kick the enemy's butt. So putting it out there for me, like I'm, I'm being attracted to, to like a friend is not good for me because it, and especially a friend there's where there's an intimacy and a trust and it's like oh this feels amazing it feels amazing to be loved and even in a friendship i feel myself these old relationship patterns like starting to creep up in these old these bad habits from the past and i'm looking at this going this is god showing me this is what i get to work on ah, i thought i was done with work i thought i was i thought it was done i thought being alone for two months <laughs> was like something I got to pat myself on the back for. Like I thought the lesson was almost over, but guess what? The lesson is just beginning crap because now I really get to learn how to be alone because the truth is I've made all, I've just have amazing friends. I'm so blessed to have amazing friends, but I, there's some of them I can't talk to because they're freaking triggers for me. Man, self-realization sometimes sucks. I don't want to push people out of my life. 
I don't want to do it. But dadgummit. Like it's. I got to tell you, sometimes it was easier just to be bad. I mean, seriously, it's not true. It's exhausting being bad. I was really good at being bad. But I mean, dadgummit. Like, I seriously thought I was making so much progress, and I just realized that I have so much more work I get to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you guys, you, like, this is just, yeah, Amy said, damn integrity. <laughs> integrity. I'm telling you right now. I've started this habit of just being honest on the like and talking about stuff I don't really want to talk about, but I know that if I don't talk about it, I'm screwed. Ah! I have so much growing up to do. Like, I really do. For all these ways that I'm so mature and just I had somebody, the seat, actually, I have to, I forgot who it was, but somebody actually posted something about me being single. And I'm like, I am single. Like, I, I'm not dating. But at the same time, like, it's, she said something that really said, no, I get to be alone for a while because there's work to be done. And I kind of blew it off when I saw it. But to the last few days for me has really opened up like dadgummit. Like I've got to create this boundary. And I've, I've been so blessed to have amazing friends and it's, but it's whew, like that. I guess, you know, being able to talk to and like have genuine intimate friendships, but it's causing this. It's a, it's a distraction and it's triggering that sexual like the, the, there's a sexual side of me that that it's triggering that is is shifting my focus away from where it needs to be all the time and i'm jumping into thinking okay i can have a relationship like i shouldn't even be thinking about the possibility of having a family because i'm not there like i really want a family i really want like to provide a home for like, and I want to have a family. Like, I want to do all that stuff that just sounds wonderful and travel the world. And, but man, I'm sometimes not emotionally mature enough to handle myself. And I want that. So, like, I've got the cart completely above the horse. So, I get to do this. I unfortunately have to cut off a couple friendships and I get to grow. This is my lesson. I'm going to read this because there's a couple people new that are just joined. Whatever God sets you free from, he automatically gives you an anointing to set other people free from the very thing you are a victim of. This becomes your ministry. This is your revenge on the enemy. There is no favor without vengeance. Make the enemy pay for everything he has done. This is my freaking revenge. Because this thing that I'm working on is my biggest weakness. This is my biggest weakness. And so if that is true, and I believe this to be true, what I just read to you, then I get to master this and I get to help other people because here's the thing. I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. I know. 
I know. I'm just the only one dumb enough to talk about it. <laughs> like, I'm the only one crazy enough to talk about all of these just ugly things about me. But I, this is how I hold myself accountable. And I do know that it's helping someone. But if, if I, if it is part of God's plan, whatever God sets you free from, I've been set free, still fighting a couple of things. He automatically gives you an anointing to set other people free from the very thing you are a victim of. This becomes your ministry. This is gratitude unfiltered. This, that is the mission statement for gratitude unfiltered. Glad I found that in my Bible today. I switched Bibles and it was in there. This is your revenge on the enemy. This is, there is no favor without vengeance. Make the enemy pay for everything he has done. Using what hurts you to help other people. That, but when you do that, what this is saying is that you get to find gratitude in those moments that hurt you. You get to find, you get to look back at your life and say, I am grateful I was in, abusive, that, that, in that abusive relationship. You get to say, I'm grateful I got hooked on that drug. I know that sounds crazy, but whatever. You get to look at your past, your failures, and your struggles, and you get to look at it and say, I'm grateful that happened. That's gratitude unfiltered. This is my ministry. This is what we talk about. And this is what we want to expose and put a light on because ultimately we want you to be free from that because you get to. Some of the most extraordinary people that I have met in my life are just as screwed up as I am or was. Still pretty screwed up though. I mean, let's just not sugarcoat it. It's real. Okay. Like I've battles or struggles. It's a concept. Like I've been freed from a lot. Still struggle. I was talking to uh, Rhonda Cook earlier today. Rhonda Cook Wilkins, who's a who's a pastor, talking to her right before our phone call. My head was buried in the covers, and I'm just like screaming. My brain is screaming at me, telling me all kinds of really bad things, and and it was frustrating. And I just wanted to hide, to make the noise stop because I don't want to get rid of a couple of friendships that I really want to have. And sometimes like that, that wrestling match with God, I always lose and I'm willing to lose it now. It's part of surrender. But you know what? Like I said before, every time I pay attention to that, every time I pay attention to that and I obey, I'm obedient, whatever you want to call it, I discover why on the other side of it. And I'm always grateful I obeyed. So get to end a couple friendships or put them on pause right now. Good night.